Hello and welcome to a Living Letter podcast with Nsovo Comfort. Here, we embark on a journey of speaking and learning about how best to live out the message we carry as letters from God. Hello and welcome back to a Living Letter podcast with your host, Nsovo Comfort. I am yet again excited for a new a episode of A Living Letter. And I just wanted to say, guys, before we get into today's matter, thank you so much. Thank you for everybody who comments, who has DM'd me on my personal Instagram or on the page's Instagram and or even commented and let me know what you think about the, the episode. I really appreciate those kind of things so much. And I wish you guys would do it more because I really value feedback. And so thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you for everybody who does it. And if you haven't yet, there's also like a comment section on Spotify that you can ask you a question. What do you think about the episode? So you can just like drop in your comment there. Let me know what you thought about the episode. What was your highlight or what stood out for you? So without any further ado, let's get on to today's episode. Today's episode, y'all, I, I'm, I'm not sure I want to talk about it yet, but Holy Spirit impressed in my heart to do so. So here I am, obliging. Um, so what I want to talk about is under the umbrella of don't hold yourself up to the dreams and the standards and the plans that no longer apply to you at this very moment and allow yourself to plan and to dream anew so we are getting into a new year soon um this is december of 2023 we are going into january of 2024 and i just want to encourage someone because of i was busy reflecting and i was reflecting mostly on the fact that i'm turning 29 in january of 2024 and it's going to be the last year of my 20s Although my year started back in November, guys, January is going to catch up. Like, happy new year already, hey? (laughs) So, I was reflecting on my 20s. And I I thought, like, I'd always think, you know, since I was 19 or even, like, 20. Let's talk about the 20s. And I had, for a second day, I had emotions of feeling like a failure because majority of my 20s I had categorized them as a failure I spoke about my academic struggle you know the journey of my undergrad took me short of eight years like actually seven because the eighth year that's when it ended and this happened from when I was 19 until I was 26 yeah so i had been fighting and the reason why i fought so much is because when i was 14 and i was planning out my life i had dreamt 
that of how my future would look like in my 20s especially and I had planned along those lines and I'm a big dreamer you guys I am such a big dreamer I love dreaming I'm a creative and I dream creatively and I plan out my dreams. I don't just dream. I plan out. But if I'm convinced that this is my dream and this is what I want, I make up, up, up a plan that I'm going to go off after it in this way. So having gone through the years of pursuing my undergrad and failing semester after semester at certain modules and having to be delayed because one module that I would fail will block the next module I'm supposed to do. So I had to wait another year to repeat that module and then go to the next module like that, like that, like that. And so majority of my 20s, I spent in trying to pursue my undergrad. And I went so hard for it because my degree was attached to most of my plans. It was then I decided that after my degree, this is what I'm going to do. And this is what I want to use my degree for. And that crippled me in a way that was very unwise for me to do. And I, as much as I did it subconsciously, but without realizing, Holy Spirit made me realize that, that I was still upholding my life and myself to the plans that 14-year-old year, 14-year-old me made. But the thing is that 14-year-old me didn't factor in the things that 20-year-old me would encounter, the things that 23-year-old me will go through, the things that 25-year-old me faced. 14-year-old me didn't factor in everything that happened from when I was 14 until now that I'm 28. So I have been living my life in shadow and feeling like because it didn't go according to the plan that I had in place when I was 14 or when I was 18, now I've categorized everything as a fail and as a poor backup plan. And that's how, that's how I had been living my life at the back of my mind. And as much as I didn't think that that thought was very evident, like was running my life, but it was also prohibiting me from being and doing certain things. And this is why the necessary thing, I believe the greatest gift that God made me go through is the season that I'm currently getting out of. So on in 2020, right, we came back home from lockdown and it was my supposed final year and I had just I think I had two modules remaining that I was finishing here at home and for first semester and second semester so and I was happy, I was happy about this because back in university you know you write tests and exams in exam halls and exam halls are not for a create a person that a person like me, they were not designed for a person like me because I like an aesthetically pleasing environment. I think better in that kind of an environment and I do well when I'm in a comfortable space and I'm sitting comfortably in a comfortable chair uh, or in my bed or uh, sitting on the floor. I'm more productive when I'm 
in such an environment, a creative environment. I work best, like my mind thinks fast. So obviously, varsity exam room halls or varsity classrooms are not like that. So <laughs> anyway, I came back home and I did well. I really did well that year. 2020 was my best academic year for me. And I it showed that I was doing well. And until towards the end of the year, I had group work situations and the marks. I, yeah. And in 2021, that's when UFS was like, hey, babes, <laughs> listen, I think we got to cut this relationship short. I did all I could and that was then and, you know, I didn't get my degree. And then somewhere in 2020, I decided my mom's PA left. Then I decided to, you know what, let me start working a bit. Let me be, be my mom's PA while I'm still trying to finish this modules. So that, so that, um, you know, I can feel like my life is progressing in some sort of way. And a couple of months or less down the line, my dad was like, hey, why don't you just apply for a position in this company? And this is how we're going to do it. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, sure. It's not what I wanted. I didn't like it in the beginning. I, in fact, I hated that job when I, before I worked it. But I warmed up to it along the way. And I was okay. You know, I had now a new plan in place. Well, actually, I had thought this is going to take me back to my plan. It was not necessarily a new plan, but I was like, okay. Maybe now that I'm having like, you know, a nice thing and an income, this is going to take me there. And I worked hard. I worked really hard. And I gave it my best until somewhere a year after that, somewhere in 2022, the Lord impressed and started impressing in my heart that this is not where he wants me to be. The job that I was working was not where God wants me to be. And I was like, Lord, what? And I was like, okay, sure. It's not like, you know, this job is the best thing I ever wanted for myself. It's like a byproduct of something, a plan that I have. So sure, I can quit it. So where are we going? God was like to me, no. Um, you're going to sit and now I will tell you where you need to go. But what I do want you, do want you to do is to quit. And I was like, what? I, we fought shame for a couple of months. Eventually, I gave in. I was like, I blushed and I obeyed. And I was like, you know what? It's fine, Lord. I'm going to do what it is that you think it's best for me. It was hard. People think it was easy for me to do that. And it was one of the hardest things that I've ever had to do. And I thought quitting my job was hard. But the season that I got into after quitting my job, that was hard. And I remember before I, after I had the conversation with my parents and they didn't understand at all, I went back to God. I'm like, Lord, I need you to let me know that you are, to show that you are in this with me. And I remember he gave me a scripture, Exodus 14, 14, that says, um, only you be still and I will fight for you. And he did miraculously, you know, he turned my parents' heart eventually after a couple of months or so, and they understood that I'm not going back. <laughs> they understood that this girl was serious about what she said. My mom tried, even till today, my mom still tries to get me back. 
but I, I think she knows in her heart that like it was not the, the plan. So after that, right, God literally started stripping me of everything that would make me mean. I found myself jobless, degreeless. I tried to start a business and it was the hardest thing ever. It worked for a while and God told me, listen, you need to give it a pause because you are not doing what it is that I said. Like, and I told you to quit so that you can sit, not so that you can be busy with something else. And I didn't understand that because it was very new to me. And... And not like, you know, how people preach about. <laughs> so, so I sat there. I sat there and it it didn't feel nice to be nobody. To feel like you're contributing literally nothing to society. The dreamer in me started fading away. And I... I remember God this one day, I was literally crying. I was always in my room, crying to God, praying, you know. Yeah, it was Guningi, guys. And God told me that he wants the only thing that I hold on to stronger to be the fact that I am his and nothing else. He wants me to attach my value to nothing else other than him, to be shaped by nothing else outside of him. And kicking and screaming, eventually that's what happened to me. You know, I started sitting in shame, the shame of not achieving, the shame of not becoming, the shame of seeing other people live out the dreams that I wanted, not me feeling like I'll probably never get to that. And I sat in that until it was okay that if my life ends up being just me in my room, worshiping and praising God every day, not in front of crowds, not making an impact on anybody, just me worshiping and praising him, me praying and interceding in the way for whoever he wants me to pray for, doing like reading my bible learning about him about his kingdom if that is all i ever live for then that will be enough for me literally inexperienced not even to think like i lived that reality i had nothing else to give and to wake up and clean my mom's house and go back to my room pray and seek the face of god that was my life for couple of months well almost a year actually it has it's now more than a year but I'm coming out of that season now so um having gone through that God was stripping me off of the fact that the plan that must always stand is his not the plans that I make for myself um, that I think are right for me. That in every and anything, he has the right. You know, for you to give over yourself to a point where you're like, Lord, you have the right to 
even the plans that I planned to the T and I feel like I planned with you. If at any point, Holy Spirit, you feel like this is not what you want, it's okay. By the grace of God, he got me to get to that point. And that, I think that was when I started living in my 20s. Imagine at 28 years old, because this happened, you know, earlier on this year. And that's when I felt like, oh, wow, this is now when I'm beginning to live. For I felt so fulfilled, felt so that I have so much, so much wealth, so much hope in me, so much healing, so much. And it's, it's outside of anything that the world can ever give me. Oh, it still is a beautiful experience to have. And I will eternally be grateful for it. Although it came from a very pain, out, like it, it came through a very painful process. But the result of it, I can never exchange it for anything. And when I was now reflecting on year 29, the fact that it's the last year of my 20s, Holy Spirit also reminded me of the, the dreams that I dreamed. And I realized that 14-year-old and 18-year-old me did not factor in the things that I went through. But now that I am 29, well, I'm 28 and I'm turning 29, I still have some of the dreams that 14-year-old and 18-year-old me had, but it is from a different angle and a different perspective. The dreams don't make me anymore. The dreams and the plans and the visions and the goals that I have have nothing to do with me feeling like achieving them will make me somebody in this world. It's purely based on the fact that I believe I'm brought here for a purpose and it's part of fulfilling the assignments and the purposes that God has in store for me. So them not it's not entirely up to me like I spoke about in the in the other episode. I really believe that me achieving my dreams and goals is no longer entirely up to me because I'm doing it from a place of trusting God now. And Although, yes, I'm not yet perfect, there are sometimes, honestly, I resist the leadership of God and I don't want it. My flesh doesn't want it at all. But by his grace, we have Holy Spirit, our helper, who always tries his level best to bring us back to alignment and to the, in the, the details that we took. He makes them work together for our good. And... That is now my life. And here is the thing. As we enter into the new year, guys, even before I, I say that, there is someone, I forgot who it was, that was having, she was speaking in the, I think it was a woman, yeah. She was speaking in the lines of sometimes the thing that we think we want is not the thing that we actually want. It's just attached to the feeling and the emotion that we want to feel. And I realized how true it was for me that the reason why I wanted to go to Joburg and be in Joburg to be away from home so much, to not be home is because I believed moving out, well, I grew up seeing it that 
moving out of your parents' house or like working in the city, it is a form of you are independent now. Of course, you have your own place and you have your own car and you pay your own bills. It's a form of independence. And that is what I wanted to feel and experience. Not that I really wanted to be in Job again away, not that I completely hate being in Guiani. It's just that I don't see how I can be called independent or live an independent lifestyle living at my father's house. And which is partly true, but there is a form of independence that I have been living right here in my father's house that if I have never, that I would have never experienced if I didn't allow independence to mean something different to me. So it's not that, you know, sometimes it's not really that people want to be in relationships. They just want somebody who they can rely on or it's somebody that can boldly declare that they are for them and they they want them, <laughs> that they are wanted. They want the feeling of being wanted and being pursued. And it's not that you want a relationship or it's not that you want children. You just want to feel like the natural progression of life is happening in your life. You know, oh, I've been married for a while now. Maybe it's time to have a baby so that it can validate the fact that I'm a wife and, and so forth and so on. So, and I'm not saying that that is wrong to desire and that is wrong to want to have, but I'm saying that we should also bear in mind that it's the after feeling that we are looking for. And there is always another way to get something than the way that we think that we had in mind, right? And that is what I want us when you get into the new year. Please, I want you to have this in mind. Or when you're going through this December, that, and we like relating with people so much so that we forget to relate with ourselves. That you go outside of what you truly think and what you truly want, so just so that other people can perceive you as relatable. So in your pursuit to relate to other people, you forget about relating with yourself. And if you don't relate with yourself, you cannot authentically live out your true self. That is what I believe anyway. So if you are like me and have been upholding yourself through the lenses and feeling like I I had for a long time feel like because I didn't achieve the things the plans in which the 14 year old the 14 year old me made I'm a failure and my twin all all of my 20s imagine I'm thinking that if I didn't change my mind or think anew I would still be in my 30s and feel like I haven't achieved my dreams because they didn't come in the way that I thought they they did which is crazy because the reason why anyway I wanted to be an economist that like the end goal of me being an economist that's actually what I'm busy with now that's what I am you know currently pursuing and and I'm like if I had been so stuck on the fact that I can only do it when I I I get this degree and work in corporate South Africa and you know get a promotion like that then I'll be able to do this and I'm like imagine now I'm doing the end goal without the thing 
So, um, 28-year-old me isn't a failure because 28-year-old me has factored in everything that has happened in my life and I have accepted everything that has happened in my life and I am willing to look at my life in a different way going forward. And guys, like I'm not saying this so that you guys can excuse yourself to be like, if if there are things that you needed to do and you haven't done and you know deep in your heart that you still need to do that thing, by all means, still go after it. But if you know that the dream that you still you want no longer applies to you based on the growth, the knowledge of yourself and of your life that you have now, if it no longer apply applies, don't force it to apply. And don't don't get into the new year with the burden of 2023. Like 2023 happened. And I realized something about us that we like relating with social trends for the sake of relating with them. Just because everybody says that, you know, oh, 2023 was an awful year. I went through the most. Now you you want to go through the most as well to be like, yo, may it end so that we can enter. Like, when you've been going every year, every year you can't find something that was beautiful about the year. And it honestly, some things are honestly just based on perspective. If I didn't allow myself to grow and see the beauty of my stripping season, I would still think that last year and this year was the worst years of my life because I was not working because... Every, nothing in my life was going well. But, but that, that is not the truth. That is a fact, but it's not the truth. The truth about it is, as much as that stripping season was hard, but it didn't make the year horrible. Because now I'm on, on the other side and I see the benefit of what God was trying to do with my life. And if I wouldn't change it for anything, yes, it was hard, but that doesn't mean this year was horrible. I didn't have a job this year. But look at... Look what you've done already, marvelous God. You know, I if I was stuck in the fact that, yo, this year didn't turn out the way I wanted and then I put it in the trash, then it's going to be the same thing next year. Any little inconvenience would be like, yo, this year, <laughs> I don't know if that's how you say it. But you will keep on confessing things about the year that isn't necessarily true. You know, like you had hard seasons and hard days and that's part of love, but that doesn't mean the year was trash. And even if majority of it was because it was hard, that doesn't mean it was not also beautiful. You know, we we sometimes in efforts to relate to people, it's like right now, right? I hope we're getting out of the trend of, you know, just easily cutting everybody off, everybody that's like... Some people use it on a negative notation, the thing of, you know, pursuing your peace or protecting your peace and all of those things. Sometimes having peace is not about cutting people out of your life. Sometimes having peace is bringing actually people in your life so that they can speak into the havoc in your mind, so that they can speak truth about the things that are in your mind. But if I now hold the narrative, like I'm... 
I'm in a different season of that. I can't act like I don't know what grief is. I know what it's like to lose a human being. I know what it's like to have a lifeless body of the one that you love holding it in your hand like literally they are dead and you're looking at them they're not ever going to wake up and this is the last time you're ever going to see them like this and I can't act coming from that that changed me that made me value the people around me differently but if now a trend comes that says that yeah it doesn't matter how close people are if they're not serving you cut them off and I now cut them off meanwhile Grief and death has taught me to value them more. I'm, I'm losing out on valuing people because I'm trying to follow a trend. That's not going to suffice in my life. Because God, through that grief, has taught me that I need to always see beauty in the people that are around me. And to relate with them to, according to the... I must relate with the people in my life according to what they are in my life for. Like if now I'm trying to judge a church member for how well they are a colleague at work, meanwhile, them and I only interact in the team that we're serving in and whatnot and whatnot. Like that, my jurisdiction is that that has nothing to do with me. Whatever they do outside of that has nothing to do with me. I value them for the value that they bring in the thing that I'm doing with them. This also applies even in friendships, right? Like, if you... There, there is gold in everyone. It just... You just need to see it and relate to them at the level at which you see them and leave the rest to God. If you feel like there's something wrong about them, at least intercede and pray on their behalf. That's what you owe them. The love love them enough to intercede for them and if they are not serving you in a, and I, and, and I'm not I'm saying this with caution guys I'm not saying that you must stick with the people that are bringing you down because you want to hold on to them no but I'm saying that do everything with caution and don't go because people are doing this or people are doing that just do everything in your in mind of holy spirit that helps you do everything in mind of him and include him. Let him help you review what you need to review and let him get, let him help you get into something, whether it's a new mindset, a new pattern of thinking, a new way of doing life. Let him help you get into that because you are not alone and you're not, you were not meant to do this life without him. That's why he's our helper and our comforter and our strengthener. And he is literally here to remind us of everything that Jesus Christ has said and has done. So, yeah, bear with me, guys. I know that this episode was all over the place, but forgive me. Forgive me, okay? Um, I think I'm going to end it here. Thank you so much. And I hope that as you enter into this new year, as you review and revisit your life um don't uphold yourself to things that no longer apply to you if that dream of yours has changed or has taken a new route allow yourself to go to that new route 
if the dreams that you had no longer didn't work out because certain things in your life happened, accept that certain things in your life happened. If it means that you have failed in that thing, accept that you have failed in that thing and move forward from then. Dream again from then on and reevaluate everything from the lenses of what you have learned about your life thus far and don't live according to your past dream again for your future because greater days are ahead of you not behind you i refuse for anything that is wonderful to be behind me i want everything that is wonderful wonderful to always be ahead of us and that's what i believe and that's what i believe that's what I believe God wants for us. God wants for, that's what God wants for me and for you. I love you so much. Enjoy the rest of your day or your week or your night or your morning. I love you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me in on our date. Till next time. Toodles.